This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. I was praying, and I had really, I was really praying about just praying, you know, fellowship with God, praying really over the service, not so much. And this, God just began to put this in my heart. You know, I believe this, and I believe that God put it in my heart that there's coming to America a fresh outpouring and revival. Amen. I really do. And I know, you know, everybody wants to say that, but let me just go on and share what God, you know, most of you are familiar Ezekiel 47 about the river that's flowing out of the temple there, you know. And he goes on, he says, in one place, it's ankle deep. Then he says he measured a little further, and it became knee deep. And then the angel measured a little further, it became waist deep. Then he measured a little further, and it became waters to swim in. And, you know, uh, so, you know, what, what I sense from that is that this revival is going to be by degrees, First ankle deep, then it's going to be knee deep, then it's going to be waist deep, then he says it's rivers to swim in. Now here's the thing, you know when it's ankle deep, you know what, we're still in control. I can touch the bottom, yep, 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 you know, we get a little happy, you know, feels good on our feet. But, you know, when you, you start moving out, you know, knee deep, it gets a little deeper. Then you get out waist deep. But God, where God wants us to go to is He wants us to get out there to the waters where our feet do not touch. Where we are totally given over to the Lord. Where we are totally committed to His will. Whatever He wants to do, however He wants to do it, whatever my part is, I want to be, I, you know, that's where I'm at. Amen? My feet can't touch. That means the river's in control, not me. Now, we know this. Jesus said this. He said, he, he said, out of, you know, those that believe on me, out of their innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And here's the thing that, that God put in my spirit. Our hunger and our thirst determines how deep we're willing to go. Some people are, you know, they get saved, they're ankle deep. Hallelujah, I'm going to heaven. The joy of the Lord's in my heart, and they're satisfied. Some people go out a little deeper, knee deep. You know, they get involved, they start giving. They start praying once in a while. <laughs> but then, you know, there are those that get out there waist deep, and boy, they're in it now. They're in it now. But God says He wants us to get out to the place to where our feet do not touch. And so, you know, it's up to you and I to determine, you know, how far we're going to go. God will not make you go any further than you want to. And so, you remember over there, I won't 
you won't have to read there, but Luke 14, 16 through 24, you can uh, read it later. I'm going to just kind of summarize it for you. But in that uh, portion of Scripture, Jesus was giving a parable about the Master. He had, you know, he had uh, prepared this great feast. He had invited all these people. And one after another, you know, one of them says, you know, well, I just bought some oxen and I can't come. I just bought a field and I got to check it out and I can't come. Another one said, my wife won't let me come. No, he just said, I got married and I can't come. (laughs) But here's the thing. God says, you know, he said there will be some that are too busy with life. Some too distracted by personal pursuits. And some that are just too comfortable. I've had people tell me, well, Pastor, I'll put my time in. I, I wanted to say, well, golly, is that what it's been? Your walk with God putting your time in? Now, I could understand if you said that about working at the widget factory, but if that's, that's your testimony, I put my time in. Well, you might as well go on home and be with the Lord then if that's, if that's true. If you've run your race. Because Paul, when he said, he said, I've finished my course, I've run my race, he said, I'm getting ready to take off. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. So if you've put your time in, <laughs> then go on to your heavenly retirement. But here's the thing. It's real easy, you know, to, to just, you know, we're, we're like those that, you know, over there where Peter says, you know, all things continue just like they always have been. You know, it's, you know, it's just church as usual. It's just, we, you know, we're just doing what we always do. But God says He wants to do something new, something fresh. Yeah, I've been talking to you, and I'm going to keep talking to you, uh, you know, about renaissance and resurgence and awakening. God wants to do something. But listen, I believe this with all my heart. I, I don't know who it, I either read it or heard it somewhere, but uh, uh, that he talked about that... Uh, when this outpouring comes like this, that there can be one church across the street that it's just same old, same old like always is. And then, you know, another church across the street, I mean, God's moving, the fire of God's there, the power of God's flowing, people are getting saved, set free and healed, all kind of wonderful things are happening. And that's the way it can be. You know, you can be sitting there on your blessed assurance and somebody just down the, down the road from you can be getting blessed. You know why? They're open. They're hungry. They're thirsty. So here's the thing, Pastor Church. Listen, we can have as much as we want. How much you want to have? How hungry and thirsty are you? You know, you can be satisfied at ankle deep. You can be satisfied at knee deep. You can be satisfied at, at waist deep. And that's great. Uh, you know, you're saved, God loves you, you're going to heaven. But listen, God wants to do more. There's a next generation, I keep hearing this, a next generation that God's wanting to bring in to Passion Church, a next generation. Amen? I look around, you know, we've got some young people, but most of us are of another age. I'm not looking at you, don't worry. And that's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying, I want to see the next generation. The next generation here of believers, the next generation of worshipers, the next generation of, of, of leaders raised up. Amen. I want to see that Joshua was raised up. I want to see the next generation. Amen. I want to see them brought in. And I believe it's going to come in on this next wave. 
Amen. This next moving of God. So, anyway, I wanted to share that. You know, I could have said, thus saith the Lord and all that. You know, really impressed you. But anyway, that's, that's, (laughs) but listen, I believe I got that from the Holy Spirit. That's what he put in my heart. So, you know, you take it, you do what you want to with it. Amen. I found out that's what people do anyway. (laughs) You know, you do what you want to with it. You know, but anyway, at least think about it. Go to Papa and say, hey, does this guy know what he's talking about or what? What's going on? Amen. Well, we're starting a new series this month, Faith Is, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) We're going to talk about some things that faith is. It's trust. It's expectation. It's receiving the promise. Today, we're going to talk about trust. Trust. Say that word. Boy, it just has a solid when you say it, doesn't it? And we know this, that God is supremely worthy of our trust, isn't it? It means to have a complete reliance on His Word, His character, and His integrity. Amen? You can, we can trust Him. You can trust Him with your life. You can trust Him with your money. You can trust Him with your health. You can trust Him with uh, your kids, your grandkids. You can trust Him with this nation. Boy, so many Christians, bless their heart, they're in such a turmoil. I mean, all their joy is wrapped up in Washington. You know, they, you know, somebody got in that they didn't want in, they're all down. And then, you know, the next cycle, somebody else gets in and the other half's down. (laughs) Come on. Where's your trust? We're going to look at that. And that's, that's my first question. In whom do you trust? In whom do you trust? Look in Psalm 118. Who are you trusting in? <laughs> it is better to take refuge, trust in the Lord, than to trust in humans. <laughs> it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in the princes up there in Washington. Hello? You know, we don't have, in this country, our our system, we don't have, you know, royalty, but we still got princes. Amen? You know, and here's the thing, you know, the princes think they know more, most of them think they know more than God. And you don't don't have to be a prophet to discern that. All you got to do is look at what they're saying and what they're doing. But I'm not here to rail on them. What I'm here is to make sure that our focus is what? Trusting in God. That's where my trust is. That's why I'm not worried about what they're doing up there in Washington. Oh, I'm praying just like you are, but I'm not worried about it. I'm carefree. I'm carefree. I I don't care who they elected up there. Whether you like him, don't like him, like her, don't like her, don't matter. You know, God's the king. God's the one I'm trusting in. God's the one that's going to heal this nation. God's the one that we're taking refuge in. Isn't that right? So, if you know, if your person's in, in, well, good for you. Pray for him. If your person's not in, good for you. Pray for him. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. It's better to trust in God and trust in wisdom. Look in, uh, or in man's wisdom. Look in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Notice what he says here. He says, where is the wise person? Boy, I tell you what, that's a question for today, isn't it? 
Where is the wise person? I mean, the last couple of election cycles, especially Cindy and I, we, we discussed with one another, said, you know, surely in this great nation of ours, there's got to be some better choices somewhere. Where is the wise person? Where is the wise person? Notice what he says here. Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age who's going to explain everything to us? Has not, not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Well, if God looks at the wisdom of this world and says it's foolish, why are you so enamored with it? Wow. I'm not looking to man to take care of me. I'm looking to the living God. Amen? The one who created heaven and earth. You know, the one who created the gold. Who hadn't forgot how to create the gold. Who hadn't forgot how to create the wealth. Amen? That's who I'm looking to. The one who has the wisdom to solve the crisis. And he can only solve it because he's the only one that can change the heart of man. And that we know is the ultimate solution, isn't it? Put any label on them you want to. What was it that Shakespeare said? A rose by any other name? We get all caught up in superficial things. The name of a political party, the color of somebody's skin, the background of somebody. We get all caught up in these superficial things. Paul talk, told the church in Corinthians, he said, you're still carnal. He said, you're still just natural. You're looking at things in the natural. You're acting just like the world does. Didn't the Bible say, from one blood, God has created all men? So why are we all uptight? We should celebrate our differences and let them unify instead of dividing us. All right, let me get over here. <laughs> wisdom. Where's the wisdom? I mean, I, yeah. Faith is trust. Faith is trust. And trust and faith is of the heart. In Proverbs 3, 5, he says this. He said, trust in the Lord with all your head. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, your spirit, your inner man. He said, that's where faith, that's where faith is. That's where trust is. It's right down here. It's in your innermost being. That's where we trust God. We don't trust God with this. Amen. A lot of times when I'm trusting God, this thing up here saying, boy, I'm telling you what, you need to straighten up. <laughs> you got it all wrong. I mean, you know, you know, your heart's telling you trust in the Lord. He's going to take care of this nation. Your head's telling you, boy, this, this nation this nation's going to hell in a handbasket. Come on. Oh, my God, such, such, such stupidity coming out. Of our so-called wise leaders. It's just crazy. It's absolutely, it's crazy. We know that they're not listening to God. Amen. But trust is born of the heart, the inward man. That's what we trust. We trust in the God we cannot see. Amen. Let's, let's look over there. Uh, we're right there anyway. Let's look at Hebrews 11. We, we always look at that when we're talking about faith. I just want to look at just that opening phrase there in Hebrews 11. It says, now faith is. Now faith is. And today we're looking at this. Now faith is trust. 
Trust in the one I cannot see. Trust in, in the things I cannot see. Amen? Trust in the eternal God. Trust in His promises. Trust in His Word. Trust in His love. All of these things we're going to look at as we talk about it. Uh, look at uh, Psalm 143. We're going to trust in His unfailing love. Listen to this. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. Unfailing love. We know this. Paul said the same thing in Hebrews, I mean in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, didn't he? He said, love never fails. God's love for you will not allow failure. Now here's the thing. I've failed before, but God's love will not fail me. His love will not fail you. Amen. It's His unfailing love. It, I mean, that love will seek you out. That love will, that love will sustain you. That love will pick you up. That love will brush you off. That love will forgive you. That love will, it's unfailing. <clears throat> and that means when God loves you, and He does, that means that everything that He is and everything that He has is yours. Anybody got any kids in here? Grandkids? We won't go to great-grandkids. We'll leave it there. But you know what? You love those kids, don't you? You love those grandkids. Man, they come up to you and say, Papa, or whatever they call you, <laughs> Mimi, or whatever it is. And you know, and you know they, 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 they put that little hand in your hand, and they look at you, and you're like, what do you want? Don't look at me like that, Mitch. You know that's true. <laughs> you got them granddaughters. Isn't that true? It's true. You want to give them? You know why? Because you love them. Who you want? What do you want? Well, he, Jesus said, if you, being natural and evil, know how to uh, give good things, you have that. How much more? Not how much less. How much more will your heavenly Father give good things? What do we have to do? learn to trust? Learn to trust. And you know, what? where do you learn to trust? When everything's just going great. When everything's grand. Ah, man, you know, got $100,000 in the bank. My house is paid off. You know, uh, you know, the cat's doing what I want it to do. I mean, everything's great. I mean, this is wonderful. I mean, where, where's the trust there? I mean, we should trust there. But there's no challenge to trust, is there? I mean, you know, your presence in the White House. He's doing what you want him to do. I mean, everything's going great. No, it's when what? When adversity comes, isn't that right? It's when difficulties come. It's when trials and tribulations come. That's when you, you, gotta, that's when you learn to trust. When everything looks contrary, when everything looks difficult, when everything looks like I'm, you're not going to make it, this country's not going to make it, my family's not going to make it, that's when we, what, we really learn to trust, don't we? In His unfailing love. Wow. He said, for I have put my trust in you. Boy, David knew something about adversity too, didn't he? He had some great triumphs. He did. He had many great triumphs, but he knew what adversity was about. And you know, that I found out that's what, that's what walking with the Lord's about. There's adversity and there's triumphs, isn't there? You know, I look back and I think, boy, how good my life has been. But you know, if I look real, real close, I could tell you a few... A few adversities along the way, a few challenges along the way, where I had to put my trust in God when it looked like nothing was going my way. It wasn't working out the way God had promised, the way God had spoken. 
So we trust in His unfailing love. And then in Psalm 20, He says, We trust in His mighty name. We trust. We're talking about faith is, today it is trust we're looking at. Chapter 20 and verse 7, notice what it says. He said, Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Now, if we were writing that today, we'd say, some trust in Washington and some trust in Wall Street. But we trust in the name of our God. Amen? Because we don't use horses and chariots, but we still got things we rely on, we lean on, we look to. And boy, if they're shaken, we're shaken. You know, somebody sneezes in Washington and we all catch the flu. Something's wrong. I said, something's wrong. No, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't care what Dow Jones is doing <laughs> or NASDAQ. Amen? Because he said hey, he's going to meet my needs according to his riches. Where? Not in Wall Street, not in Washington, but according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. There's no inflation up there. Just... Chip off a chunk of the sidewalk and send it on down. <laughs> Gold up there. Hallelujah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just speaking hyperbole. God's not going to do that. But you know what? He's going to meet our needs. And it's not according to what the economy's doing. It's not according to what some, some man decides you're going to have or you're not going to have. Amen. So we're going to trust what? In His name. In His name. And we know this, that, that the Bible says that God has given Him a name, Jesus, a name that is above every name. Every test, every trial, every sickness, anything that is in this world has a name. Isn't that right? You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't, anything you can touch, you can point to, you can see with your senses, it's got a name, hasn't it? Well, he said, Jesus' name is above that name. So why am I worried about all these other little names? I'm not afraid of some, somebody's name in Washington, D.C., or somebody's name over here, or somebody's name over there on Wall Street, or somebody's name over here. Why, why am I worried about what, what that name is doing? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm, the, I'm trusting in the name that is above that name. It's, it's above it in authority. It's above it in power. I don't care what it is. You know, in our, you know, most of us, uh, you all are aware, you know, we have a court system. And, you know, in the court system, you know, usually you start out at a local level. But, you know, if a case warrants it, it could go all the way up. They, you know, keep taking it all the way up, you know, to the Supreme Court. When the Supreme Court says this is the way it is, then that's the way it is in our nation. Isn't that right? Well, God's the Supreme Court. When he says this is the way it is, there's no, there's no appealing God's decision. There's no appealing God's court. There's no appealing God's authority. It's, it is the ultimate authority. So that's where my trust is. I'm trusting in him. I don't care what's going on. And I mean, I care, but I mean, I'm not going to let it fill me with care and fear and dread and worry and keep me up at night. And, you know, and every time I get around the water cooler, if you're getting around the water cooler or whatever at work or on your Zoom meeting and all you can talk about is, you know, oh, man. Uh. You know, last year it was one half talking about the president. This year it's another half talking about him. Silly, 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 silly. I'm telling you. And then we trust in His Word. 
Jesus said there in Mark 13, He said, Heaven and earth will pass away before my words will pass away. Well, if you've got His unfailing love, if you've got His name that's above every name, and you've got His word that will never fail you, what are you all tied up in knots about? Oh, well, you know, they are saying, well, who is they? They probably have a name, and there's a name that's above they name. That ain't good English, but you know what I mean. There's a name above their name. I don't care who. You ever notice it's always they say. It's this anonymous, faceless they. I always wonder who they are. Well, they say. I mean, <laughs> but God says, what does God say? What does God say about your situation? It amazes me. I hear Christians, they talk about everything except what God's saying. They're more familiar with, you know, with, with what somebody says on their whatever network they listen to for their news. They're more familiar with what they're saying than they are what God's saying. I like to ask them, when's the last time God said something new to you while you were in prayer? About your life, about your church, about your nation, about your family. Well, I don't have time to pray. I'm too busy watching, you know, blah, 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 blah network. <laughs> then he says this. He said, another instance where we are encouraged to trust God is when we are afraid. Psalm 56. You ever been afraid? I have. But I've learned the secret to dealing with it. Verse 3, he says, when I am afraid, he didn't say if, he said when, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise, in God I trust and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Mere mortals, I like that. What are, the, are you worried about the mere mortals, what they're saying, what they think, what they do? That's a terrible place to keep your joy. I'd rather keep my joy and my trust in God. I'd rather keep my, my joy and my trust in God's unfailing love, in His mighty name. Amen? That's, that's where I want to, my trust. We're talking about faith is. What is faith? Is trust. It's another name for faith. It's trust. And trust is like that bedrock. Man, you know, I believe God and now, boom, I'm down on the bedrock, buddy. There ain't no more sand underneath my foundation. There ain't nothing to be washed away under my foundation. I'm on the solid rock. Amen. That's, that's trust. It's anchored. That's not, I can't be moved. Yeah, the winds and the waves come. The water comes against me. But you know what? I know who I'm trusting. Paul said, I know in whom I believed and am persuaded that he's able to keep what I've committed to him. Amen. Absolutely. Some rewards of trust real quickly. Paul says in Romans 10, 11, that trust, he who trusts in the Lord will not be disappointed or put to shame. You know, when you trust God, when you trust in His love, you trust in His name, you trust in His Word, listen, He's not going to leave you hanging. He's not going to leave you hanging. He's not going to leave you unfulfilled. If He said it, He's going to do it. He, you're not going to be put to shame. It doesn't bother me to tell people, listen, my God will deliver me. 
My God will provide for my needs. My God is my healer. My God does love me. My God has forgiven my sin. I don't mind telling people, you know why? Because I, I know I'm not going to be ashamed. Because he's done exactly what he said he'll do. Here's the thing. I'm a man. It don't bother me to tell people. I brag on God. You better know I brag on him. Why? Because I'm not going to be put to shame. He said, you're not going to be disappointed. Whatever you ask for, you're going to get. What you're believing and trusting for, that's what you're going to receive. That's what God's going to do, what he said. So let them do, let them do all their maneuvers and, you know, and political realm, the economic realm, and all that. Let them posture and do all this. The Bible says in one place in Psalms, it says God looks down on the, on the plans of man and says he laughs at them. That's how, that's how threatened God feels. It's like a comedy show. Hey, look at that. Trust will provide guidance from God. Now, we, we read this earlier, but I want to read the latter part of it. Psalm 143, verse 8. Let me get over there and read it again. Listen to this. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Then he goes on, he says, show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. And here is the essence of trust. Until you entrust your life, you can't trust God with your stuff. Amazes me how many people, especially Christians, lose their joy over stuff. Oh, if I only had more stuff. I'm telling you what. I got more stuff than I can stuff. <laughs> we got stuff under the bed, stuff filling the closet. There's a multi-billion dollar industry on what? Storage. We're storing stuff we don't even use. We, I mean, you know, might go over there maybe, you know, a couple times a year. and just Yes, yeah, still there. And we're paying somebody just to... I mean, if you really think about it, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> I mean, you know, some people got stuff in storage they've had in storage for years. Why don't you just give that to somebody that can use it? Or why don't you just sell it and donate the money to missions or something? Or give it to the poor? Do something with it. I mean, wait, don't let stuff. I've entrusted my life to God. He said, that, he said I'm not going to. You know, when I've entrusted my life to God, he said, he will, let me read it again. He said, show me the way I should go. Listen, you know, anybody, if two people in a car both try to command the steering wheel, you can just about predict a wreck, can't you? And many times the wreckage in our situations are not an attack from the enemy per se. They are too many hands on the steering wheel. God says, here's, I'm going to show you the way. Go. I want to go that way. I want to go this way. <laughs> this way looks better, Lord. And we just, you know what we do? We make, we make a car wreck. In Paul's day, he talked about making shipwreck of your faith. Of course, nowadays, we'd say making a car wreck of your faith. Because what? We need to trust God with our life, with our stuff, 
with everything. You know, it, you know when I, I talked about over there in Ezekiel, you know, how far out do you want to go? See, as long as my feet are touching, I'm in charge of my stuff. I mean, you know, I may let, you know, I may let, okay, take my hand off the wheel. But see, when you get out to that place where, where there's rivers, you know, you can't touch bottom, man, your hand's off the wheel. You know, you see, you don't see them so much anymore. You used to see, remember, see those tags or those bumper stickers that says, God is my co-pilot? Remember seeing that? I thought, boy, that, you're in trouble already. Because <laughs> if you ever, if you know even the least little bit about flying, you know, most of the time the co-pilot, you know, he's just sitting over there on the seat. You know, in case the pilot has a heart attack or something. But he don't, do, he don't do much of the flying. The pilot does the flying. Isn't that right? So, you know, if you got God as your co-pilot, let me suggest to you that you switch seats. You get in the co-pilot seat, let him get in the pilot seat. And the pilot always has greater authority than the co-pilot. Isn't that right? And usually has more experience and more flying time and, and, and knows more about, you know, everything that has to do with flying. Well, who do you think knows how to run your life best? You or God? <laughs> Went to meddle in there, didn't I? Trust brings protection from God. Psalm 121, i got to close right here. Psalm 121. Now, I know, you know, this is, this is, this is meat and potatoes. This is... You know, ABC stuff, this is one, two, three stuff. But you know what? This is where we live stuff, is trust. And, and I'm telling you, more now than ever, we need to have our trust solid in God. We need to know that we know that we know because we know that we know, you know? I mean, <laughs> there's no more time for it. Well, I think, no. you got to know. That's, trust brings you to knowing. It's knowing you can know things you can't see. You can be more sure of them than things you can touch. This is the confidence. This is the trust we're talking about. For protection, Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from my senator, my banker, my 401K. Hello. Nothing wrong with that. But My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He's the one who made all that stuff you've been trusting in. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Woo. Indeed, he who watches over Israel neither slumber nor sleep. Well, if he watched over Israel, his servant, how much more will he watch over his church, his sons and daughters, the redeemed of the Lord? You might as well just get some rest because, you know, God's not sleeping. He's not going to doze off on the job. You know, Michael's not over there. Hey, Lord, wake up. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day. The moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. We're talking about trust. Trust. The Lord will watch over your coming and going. 
both now and forevermore. That's pretty much most of the time. <laughs> Isn't that right? So trust. Faith is trust. In whom are you trusting? In what are you trusting? Princes, humans, yourself, what you own, what you have in the bank, your job, your career. I mean, we could go on and on. It could be any kind of thing. But listen, let's put things in proper order and proper priority. Amen? And my trust is not in those things. Many of those things, nothing wrong with them, but that's not where my trust is. You take those things away, you know what? I'm still solid in God. I'm still solid in God. Amen? You strip away my money, I'm still solid in God. Amen? All that stuff can go, I'm still solid in God. I mean, Congress can do some kind of stupid thing, but I'm still solid in God. I'm trusting in God. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we are trusting in you. We're trusting in you, Father, not just about the natural things, but we're trusting in you for this next move of the Spirit that you're speaking to our hearts about. God, there's a hunger, there's a thirst, there's something that is rolling around within us, oh God, by your Spirit, and we're trusting you. We're trusting you that you will build Passion Church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against us. We're trusting you that you're going to use us, oh God, to reach our city and our community, to reach our world, Father, by the power and the, and the, and the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Father, we are trusting you. To bring a renaissance into our life. To bring an awakening to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we are trusting you for this next generation that you want to bring in. For the next generation of leaders that you want to raise up. God, we are trusting you with all our heart. With all our heart. With all our heart. If you've got something that's been bugging you, you've been been tempted to worry over it or something that's got you afraid might be a evil report or whatever it is this morning i'm telling you just give it to god say god i entrust my life to you i entrust my life to you i entrust my life to you everything i have everything i own is from you and by you and i trust you i trust you i trust you i trust you hallelujah just give it to him just give it to Him. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God is good. He is good. And He has good things for you, for Passion Church, for our city, for our nation. I'm not moved by what I see. We're moved by what we believe. Amen? Faith is confidence. Faith is substance. Faith is the title deed. Faith is trust in God. I'll not be moved. I'll not be moved. I'll not be moved. Heaven and earth can pass away, but I'll not be moved. You know why? I'm trusting in God's Word. Hallelujah. So why should you worry? 
Be anxious for nothing, the Apostle Paul said. <laughs> Hallelujah. You've got it made. You just don't know it. Well, hopefully you do. <laughs> Amen. Let me, a couple of announcements. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.